we are back with episode 13 of Zed Daily. Today I have OG, double OG, triple OG, Lucky Jacks with us. How you doing, bro? What's good, my man? I'm hyped to be here. I watch every episode. I don't always catch them live, but uh, I watch the replays every day. So I, I'm always excited to see these roll through my, my feed, man. They get me hyped up. Let's go, man. Let's go. So take us back, LJ. Take us way, way, way back, all the way back. How did you find Ooh. Zed Run? Ooh. So I was in towards the end of college, and uh, I I was getting into crypto for the first time, but I wasn't trying to get involved in everything. I really wanted to pick something that I thought was uh, a really good space. And to me, I was looking at dApps that were a game that they, so they were games, but they were also gambling. I thought that that was going to be a really big crossroads and intersection of those two spaces, especially with crypto. So I actually searched, I didn't find anything that satisfied, like that I wanted to, to get, be a part of until I searched the virtual horses and I just happened to Google like virtual horses and um, yeah, bro, I saw the pictures. They looked nice. And I read about the vision. The vision got me hooked uh, right out the gate. You know, their vision was so big and it was so expansive. Like, again, being in the crossroads of gaming, um, blockchain, entertainment, gambling, like technology in general, fintech, DeFi, like it's right there. Like it's right at the crossroads of all these things. And to me, that was always the most exciting thing about it. Okay, so when, when you're buying these horses back then, what uh, Z number are they and how much is the price on those? So they started out with Z1s. They were going to release half of each set. And the way, the form that they released them is not what it is today. The, form, the format was there was a horse on the page and you could buy that horse. And it was the same horse for everybody. But we discovered if you made a transaction and then rejected the transaction, it would refresh the page and it would bring up the next source on the screen. So you have the first half of all Genesis sources being released, which is a big deal in and of itself. But you also now have the ability to cherry pick the super rares because you can just refresh until they come off space at that time. Because the pictures of the horses, you know, there was no utility. It was all just a dream at that point. And now here we are. But um, yeah, I, I just think it was, I just think it was interesting to see like how it transformed. Okay. So I heard that you were buying like a certain color group of Genesis horses. Why a certain color group? And did you try and like lock down that color? What was the thought process behind that? So when I was a kid and still today, um, I always loved strategy games. So like Monopoly, I like Risk. I like Axis and Allies. I like these kind of tactical games where the pieces are not necessarily all the same or the territory is like you know in risk if you get all the australian bits you get a bundle for australia you get a bonus you get extra troops so 
Monopoly, you get three of the same color. It's a bonus. You know, you can start putting houses down on that shit. Like, I saw Zed very much the same way, especially because of the rarity. And if you wanted to control a color and you wanted to control like electric violet, which is a dope color, it's a common color. So there's only five peach puffs because it's a super rare. So your ability to control five is much easier than it is to get all 10. Um, and so that was kind of the thinking, you know, it was the strategy element I wanted to get. And I wanted to take it even farther than that because not only do I have the Z1 peach puffs on lock, I have the Z2s on lock, Z3s, Z4s, and the Z5s on lock. Like that's three bloodlines deep of what could be the nastiest dynasty in Zed Run. And it's it's a huge unscratched lotto ticket. And I believe that you can create the synergy between them. Um, you know, you have the color as a brand, you have the color as a symbol. It can, if you breed it correctly, you know, it your color will actually mean it's a good racer. Like you can combine these things in a way with, you know, a whole dynasty of peach puffs that haven't really been done before in the game. Not to mention you can pop out super coats like, yeah, it's just, I think it's the biggest untapped asset in the game. And I, I think that's one of the reasons it's the most valuable asset in the game as a block of horses. Okay. You're, you're kind of got like a little bit of a lag to you a little bit right now. So we can hear you, but it's a little choppy, but okay. um, we can keep going. Uh, so did you go all in when when you first found zed or did you kind of just like what well, didn't play have, money i didn't have no all to end bro i was broke i i like wasn't you know i didn't come for money or anything like that i i made my own major in college i called it maximizing human potential so nobody hires for that so you know i was working at like a group home with kids who had cognitive disabilities, been through trauma histories. And it was like a really emotionally demanding job. It was really tough. Half the kids were, you know, retarded. Half the kids were gangsters. It was like quite a mess. And uh, I worked the night shifts there, but I, I ended up staying through the days plenty of times. But um, I had a sense of desperation that I was never gonna get out. And that I had already been, you know, trapped in kind of the system before the game even really begun for me. And it was really disheartening. Like I said, like I was very desperate and I needed a, I needed an all in. I needed a, a big play to basically help me transform my life and get, you know, the financial freedom and all that. And uh, in that sense, you know, I, I read about the vision. I, I was all in from the beginning but I just didn't have the funds to be all in. So like I was going around literally recycling cans, trying to build up a little wad for a Z1. You know what I mean? Like I was coming in from that perspective. Like I knew what horses to get, bro. I had spreadsheets that I went through and I looked at all the Colts and all the females and, and where's the discrepancy. So like Breathless Edge is the only chartreuse Colt. Like most people don't know that in Z1, you know, to six Phillies. So if you know these things 
and you just see the picture pop up on OpenSea, you have a tremendous advantage because you can get an asset that people don't really realize the full potential of. Okay. You kind of cut out at the end there, so I caught, I caught the end of that. But I didn't know Breathless Edge was the only Colt in the game. And is it is it the same with Billions? Like Billions is that only color of that Z1 Genesis? Well, so Billions is a one of one. It's it's a unique. Um, Breathless Edge is a shirt. Um, it's seven. It's rarity for Z1 is seven. So it just happens to be that that seven gets split up into one Colt and six females. You know, it's not necessarily 50-50 for these. Like in, in Stronghold Ivory, there are no Colts. All four Z1s are Phillies. So, you know, you look at these things, you look at the map basically of the board game and you can kind of see that, you know, all territories are not necessarily equal. All assets are not necessarily equal for many different reasons, whether that's raceability, rarity, gender discrepancy, maybe it's got a good ID number. You know, Team Lucky is number 1,000. I think that's pretty sweet, so. Okay, okay. So did uh, did Zed ever test your conviction? Did you Were you ever at a point of where you felt like liquidating your horses? I, I would never liquid. I never would have liquidated my horses because, again, from the beginning, I was just all in. And I was going to ride it to the end no matter what. And, um, but there were plenty of times that, and they still do, that they make you really think about it for a minute. They make you really go, you know, wait a second, like, let's take a look at how this is actually being done, how it's actually being executed. Um, many, many times, bro, I had a Z1 stolen. I had two Z1 stolen and Jay got one back for me. Tell us the story. But it wasn't, wasn't on behalf of Zed. I got to be careful because, again, I just want to reiterate, like, I've been Zed's number one supporter since day one, literally. Um, but there's certainly flaws, and there's certainly things that I think need to be critiqued. So, you know, I just I want I want everybody to remember that I am still here, and that actions speak much louder than words. That although these words might be like, uh, you know, pointing pointing out some valid things that I'm here, like my heart and my loyalty has been with Zed and it's always going to be with Zed from the beginning, bro. I could cash out, like I could cash out like now and be pretty good for, for a long time, but I don't, th I still think it's so early that I want to see what's, I want to see more. I want to see where it goes next, you know, but on um, the Z1. So yeah, it was back in like March, April, bunch of new people were flooding into the discord um and they started changing up the roles on the discord so they started making people like representatives of zed and i got put on it uh, a couple other people got put on it but there were some new people who got put on it and i was like questioning that i was like we don't really know these people for sure so like should they really be representatives of zed like then they sent out a message that was like, do deals through our representatives, like let them escrow. And anybody with a green name is good. 
Well, one of these guys with a green name was not good, I found out. He took off with two of my Z1s, Adam and the Big Easy. And, yeah, like I said, Jay was able to get one back. He got Adam back, but Big Easy is out there, bro. He's still out there. And when I brought it up to the team who, at the beginning, again, two years ago, three years ago, I had, like, some pretty personal connections with the founding members because it was so early, it was very intimate. You know, everybody who was there kind of really knew each other in, in a way. And I had helped develop some of these aspects with them. Um, the breeding difficulty formula, the rarities, like putting colors into the different groups. Because when they started, they didn't have a plan for a lot of these things. And you had people putting money into assets that had like a characteristic, but the value of that characteristic hadn't been molded yet in the foundation or it had been molded and then it was changed, you know, like the foundation changing on another time. Like, for example, I had all, I had all seven powder bluesy ones. It was part of a set, you know, another good asset. And then they minted an eighth one. Well, there's only supposed to be seven. It says it in the rarity chart. You know, you have people putting, you know, this is arguably a million dollar asset. And, what is your, you know, just arbitrary minting an eighth one do? Like, you can't just impact your investors like that. And that level of stuff has been going on from the beginning. So you ask, like, does it make me, like, shake my head and, like, really? Like, yeah, dude, I really have to. I mean, in one sense, I'm getting used to it, but it's not something you want to get used to. It's not right to get used to it, you know. And. I just think that they can get away with it right now because it's still early and the vision of what it can become is so great that they can afford to be sloppy in some respects because I think we're still going to get there. You know what I mean? But it's not a good look, bro. Like, let's do it well. Like, let's do everything to its potential and I think you owe that to the people who are invested and to the people who you want to invest. You know, not just people with horses, but the people who give them money, you know, 100 mil or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with that. So when, um, so that was kind of like your gripes with Zed. So now what was your favorite month in Zed? Um, I don't know what month it was. I think it was like... I think it was August, but um, I did like I've done big deals before, like, like I've helped people do deals and as well for the entire time I've been here. But I finally had one of my big deals come through. So my top like you know few assets in my stable are the Peach Puff Dynasty Z1 through Z5, the Powder Blue Z1 Monopoly. Um, all eight now because I managed to get the eighth one because I had to fucking, I had to trade a Z1 to get the eighth one. Damn. Well, I'm not going to not get the eighth one. So, yeah. And then I had the very first twins in Zed. They were rare Z1s. Their names were seven and seven. And, um, yeah. Oh, hold on one second. So they were the first twins in Zed, and um, I did a deal with KYH, 
um, for those horses, plus a Z2, which was number 777, uh, Frantic Devotion, and a Z3 Super Rare Powder Blue. So it was like a nice little bundle set, but that was a big deal. That was for 100 Ether. So that to me, that to me was my first time of having, you know, like I had done deals of that level before, but it was for other people. I hadn't been able to actually, because I wanted to hold on to all my assets. So like, I didn't want to let go of anything good. Um, and I still don't. Like that was really the only big, really good thing that I let go of. And it was just to get a, a chunk, a chunk of change that, you know, if the, if the market takes a dip, I can buy up and uh, have a little cushion. You know what I mean? Okay. Wanted to lock something away. Like 90% of my stable, more, more than that, bro, it's locked up tight. Like you would have to make me a tremendous offer, a tremendous offer to be, to move any of those assets. I mean, you could do it, but it'd have to be nice. So your thought process on locking up colors is that basically you have a monopoly on the super coats off of those colors? That's one part of it. The super coat is definitely a big part of it. But I also just think of the, the color as a brand. You know, if you start breeding all these peach puffs and you just continuously only breed the best ones in with each other and you create this spring that's sick and nobody else can do there's no other asset that you can do that with right now other than the z1 through z5 peach puff and i raced the z5s because i got a little frisky but the rest of it is unraced on bread like it's unlocked so are you ever gonna race those or are you just keeping those as they are i mean crazy things can happen but it would really, it would really, to me, I've kept, I've kept it under lock this long through, you know, all the ups and downs of everything. I like that. And if I raise some of them, then it's just like everything else. I mean, it's still pretty cool, but you know, I, I think I'm going to keep the edge and uh, you know, the Z ones, like the unraced ones, that pool, that supply is smaller and smaller every day. Like every time another Z1 races, the value of an unraced Z1 is going to go up. It's, it's like, it's a holder's game. So now there are some horses that don't feel that way. Offspring horses, race them. That's what they're for. But some of these Genesis and specifically the super rare ones, I think the rarity plays in strategically with holding and controlling the supply, keeping it unraced and bred. Okay, so how, how are you breeding, like, well, first off, how many horses do you have in your stable? And then how are you breeding all of those horses every month? Yes, so I think I'm at, like, 470. Um, I would tell you exactly, but I had to come do this in my truck because my internet went out. So, um, basically, I had a good friend, uh, Ender. He is a data wizard and he helped me create this link where if I click the link, it shows me all the, all the unlisted studs, all the listed studs and all the breedable mares in my stable. So that's really useful because I can filter by like low Z number, get to the more important ones. Um, but bro, I, I mean, I, I 
I have too many horses for one person to manage. Um, they're certainly not getting the max potential out of each horse. It's just simply, it's simply not possible with that many horses. And that's a big reason why I want to give away a lot of horses. And I want to do raffles and deals to get horses in the hands of the community because it's almost uh, they're un, 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 underutilized. So, but so I breed like I care about my Z2 legendaries. I breed a few of those a month. Um, I, I can try for super coat powder blues because I have the Z1 powder blues. Um, a couple of Z3s. I do have a few Zabo breeds um, that I, you know, legendaries, a couple Genesis I throw together. Uh, I try to leave a lot up for grabs for the market. And hopefully that's going to even be a little better now because I was just digging into some of the new changes today. Maybe we'll talk about that later or something. But um, yeah, and then I breed specifically for a lot of these tournaments. I mean, the maiden, I. I bred a batch specifically for um, I breed a batch a day though like a dozen a day honestly trying to keep up with it and there are horses I won't breed with because I just have 30 Z10 legendary finnies like that's still a really good horse to breed with you know what I mean so you know we slap like Z5 finny genesis on it I find that that's a pretty good price point the Z5 finny genesis it was like 200 a whack and I think the blood is pretty good still at that point in the in the z okay so when let's go back to august compared to, uh compared to now like before breeding minimums how much profit were you seeing from breeding compared to how much you're seeing now like how, how has that changed i'd say i'm not making so i have a stable with like i stud these horses for a friend and partner um it's 50 z2 legendaries all, all boys so we stud them out and back in august i could put them up for like 250 300 a whack and they would like sell out like we made like 10k that month wow the next month like it kind of dropped down i think this was when minimums first hit they kind of dropped down like maybe in half and then like this month it's like don't even bother like it, it has been i mean it might be different today because of the update but um yeah, because you had to throw them in for like $500 a whack. And like, nobody's going to pay 500 for a Z2 breed. Like, maybe you will if it's your own or if you really like the horse. But for 99% of the Z2s that get posted, it seems like they're not getting bred with. And I think the Z2 is a pretty good indicator of where the overall market is at. Um, yeah, it was really sad because you had like exclusives and elites that you just wouldn't even pay to breed with. Like, what would be the point when you could just get a Genesis for the same price? So hopefully some of that got fixed. Did you, what do you, what do you think was like the cause of that? Do you think it was the breeding minimums? Do you think it was just like a low, low uh, sentiment around racing? Like, what do you think caused that to happen? And what do you want to see going forward to kind of like rebound uh, the market? Um, I think it was a mix of both probably. And I mean, I, I'm definitely in favor of the free market idea for the, for the breeding prices. Um, I, I do understand the need for a minimum, 
well, it, that's one solution just to control the supply. I think like this might be too macro, but I mean, I'm thinking in ter- and I've been here for years, so I'm thinking in terms of years, but we're going to be at a million horses in a year. So that concerns me. Um, and I think the breeding minimum is basically designed as a lever to try and control the supply. And I just think that that's not ever going to work as the solution. I, I used to think that this better answer was something like adolescence. Like it takes, the, it takes a month to come into its own or pregnancy period for a month. You know, anything to kind of delay the inevitable rapid expansion of the number of horses. Um, yeah, I don't think breeding minimum is ever really going to do it. I think people are always going to want the free market anyway. You might as well just give it to them. Um, yeah, I mean, I would like to see, well, I'll save this for the, uh, question you asked about if you had the keys to Zed, All right. I'll save this for that. Right. Cause I, that's my, that's my favorite question every episode. So I've been doing some scheming. <laughs> All right. I'll give you the keys to Zed. You can change one thing. You can bring back odds. You can take away stamina, whatever you want to do, what you got. Yo, so I'm going to have a multi-part answer, but, um, let's go. I think the number one thing is gameplay. And I, I don't think anybody has, has said this as their answer yet, but from day one, I've been interested in the gameplay. I've been interested in what puts one horse in a, in a separate category from another, you know, are there traits? Are there, are there genetics involved? Some level of depth, some level of, you know, traits or statistics of some kind because back when there were odds the game was very one-dimensional if you had better odds you had a better shot now it's kind of three-dimensional there's kind of the base ability there's the variance and there's the distance preference but i would like to see something that's multi-dimensional like I want a, I want a speed stat. I want an endurance stat. I want like an agility stat. I want a consistency stat. And back in the day, when we were putting together these color, these breed pyramids, and this, that's why this is in some of the lore too. Um, there was big talks, big talks on color being important to the traits. Like the fireys might be the best sprinters. You know, the wild ones might be the best in, I don't know, freaking all terrain in the jungle, <laughs> whatever their freaking thing is. You know, the classics might have the most endurance just as a general category. And that opened up to me so many more strategies for breeding. And it makes it a real game. It makes it have real depth and, and elements to it. Um, and another thing was, that so like the fireys might be the best sprinters while the rarity would come into play because the peach puffs would be the best sprinters because they're the rarest of that color group so it would give more functionality and utility to the rarity and you know dude to me that's just that's a game um right now it's it's fun it's fun racing live like on high stakes showdown it's fun racing on duels racing by myself just for fun is not as appealing to me because of the gameplay elements are not there. And I think the gameplay elements we talked about, like those traits and maybe by those color groups 
I mean, that adds a lot to the economy too. Like it's a discussion now. Everything's kind of flat in comparison to what that world would be because, you know, you're just looking at performance in such a one or two, three dimensional way, but it would add a lot of depth to it. What do you think about that? I like that. And then when you're saying like the depth, so you're saying like people would have to go and research colors more of like to see if their horses are good. And then when you're saying like it would show a, a horse's stats, are you saying like when you first buy that horse, you're going to see it has X amount of endurance or as you as you race it, you're going to figure out like, oh, my horse has this amount of endurance. It has this I, amount I of think, kick. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's a lot. Each trade is kind of like you scratch off that lotto ticket as you play. Mm. And I think that makes the discovery process a lot more alive and a lot more dynamic. Maybe if you're only discovering a couple traits a race, you know, that's going to slowly guide you and that's going to be enough. And it's also going to be like, oh, wow, I didn't know this horse was high in like endurance. Maybe I'll breed it with another high endurance horse or maybe I want it to, you know, sprint at the end. Like I'll breed it with a fiery horse just opens everything up in a, in a really good way. I like that. And I, I mean, if you're starting, like, let's say you have a bar. And let's say, like it says, uh, endurance, late kicks, uh, early starts or something like that. And let's say they all start at zero. But as you race, as you race your horse, maybe you race them in a sprint, a sprint, but you lose. But then you come back and you see, like, your endurance bar is high. So you're like, oh, okay, maybe this horse in is, isn't a sprinter. But I just learned from gathering data from this race that it has high endurance. So now I should go plug it into a longer race. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You could do that with any tr any traits you know um, like rather than wanting running one griffy and kind of getting your sense it, it would almost be like in a way you kind of figure it out as you go yeah that's, so that's one thing if i had to... showmanship but that's not really the right word because it's also like hospitality uh, the idea of like being a good host um making sure your guests have like a really welcome stay and a warm time like and that goes through like i think they should be juicing mad prize pools i think they should be posting up big events i think they should be posting up like griffies to draw out unraised z1s but not like they like so we just did a few of those events but they there was no showmanship you know People didn't even know about the show. So that's got to change, man. That's pretty rough. Because this is essentially, I mean, and they like to say it's an entertainment. It, it's, it's an entertainment industry. Like they kind of say that sometimes over saying it's a blockchain or a, or a game or anything. They'll say it's an entertainment. Well, like you have to have showmanship if you're going to be in the entertainment industry. And like, I think they should be treating these events with like opening their arms to the world, like announcing, like, here we are, like, this is the, this is the next big innovative thing. And we want to partner with you. And like, we have great partners, but doesn't really seem like we're maxing out, you know, the potential for that. Maybe that's just going to take a couple of years, but it seems to me like there's some easy things that could have been done much smoother. You know, it's hard to say why they do what they do sometimes. A hundred percent. Like they, you, in fighting, it's entertainment, right? But you got to sell the fight. You got to make people want to yeah. see it. You got to make 
Like, you got to get asses in seats at the end of the day. So why is Conor McGregor the biggest sports star? One, he could perform, but also he made you want to come and see the fight. It's just marketing. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. You said it even better than I did. That's right. That's right on. So. So I give you half an ETH. You have no horses right now, and you're just coming into Zed. You've done your research. You know about all the genotypes and bloodlines. Half an ETH, what do you start in your stable with? Yeah, so my disclaimer is if you had a bigger budget, you should get Genesis Super Rares. Z1 through Z5, if you can. If not, get, you know, take it to Z10. But with half an ETH, dude, I heard the guys, I think it was Hunter. He, what did he say? He wanted two Z2s. And uh, yeah, that's not a bad start. Uh, I would get, I mean, I, I like the Z2 mares just because you can pump anything into them and have a good offspring, like especially Z5 Finny, Z6, 7, 8. Like, so I'd get the Z2 mare. I'll pick her up. Um, and then maybe I would get just a, you got one racer, you don't know if it's any good. It's a Z2 legendary. And maybe pick up a racer so you, you know one in case it's a freaking dud. You have something to play with. But uh, that's probably what I'd do. Okay. Again, I would try and pick up a peach puff of any kind if you if you could. But, <laughs> yeah. How, um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to ask. Um, So, uh, dang, I don't even remember what I was going to ask you. It's all good. <laughs> so how do you explain, like, before Zed Run, how did you explain this to your friends and family? I mean, like, I'm sure it's, uh, I have a hard time explaining it to my friends and family. And, like, even explaining, like, having a profitable horse and that people offered me X amount of money for this and that I turned down that money and they're like, what? So how do you explain this to your friends and family? Um, I used to, I used, I mean, when I, when it was started, like I tried to get everybody to go in because I thought it had huge potential. And again, I didn't have any money. So I was at least trying to get somebody with some money to get in there because I was like, I was like, come on, you can't pass that up. Um, sorry, say a question again. So how how'd you explain this to your friends and family? Like oh, yeah. justify spending this amount of money on digital horses that couldn't even produce profit at the time. Yeah, they definitely thought it was pretty crazy. I think they knew I was desperate though, so they didn't really want to like poke too hard at it because <laughs> I'd go crazy because maybe I was a little crazy. But um, yeah, I mean. They definitely didn't understand it, and they didn't think it was a good move. I, I mean, I don't know. It seemed pretty clear to me, like, like if I, I was so early that if Zed was successful at all, I was going to be in a good position. All I had to do was wait and get the right assets. So for me, it was an easy sell. But anybody I talk, anytime I talked to anybody, yeah, they were like, that's pretty kind of, that's pretty much crazy. I had like one or two friends that were kind of into it. They never got their own horses or anything like I'm the kind of guy like I have 470 horses. So if somebody's birthday's coming up and I want to get them something nice, I'll just make them a horse. But go. like, I realized, I realized like that doesn't mean anything to them. It's just like, oh, okay. Cause you know, 
occasionally like I'll get together I'll try and get my friends together and we'll like do a Griffey and I'll have everybody have a horse and we'll watch it on a TV but very rare occasions and I do like so I do this full time like I started being able to do this full time since like March um really when the people started pouring in I realized I was like all right we're at a new point and now that's I this is very feasible so yeah so what is what does full time look like for you? What's your daily schedule? Bro, I sleep till three. <laughs> I got up early for this. Let's go. Um, yeah. No, and I again, thanks for having me. I'm super thrilled. By the way, uh, I would like to do a giveaway before we. You know, I don't know. I'm down to go for however long you want, Let's but just so it. we don't forget. Yeah, yeah. I'll tweet out. Yeah. I'll tweet um, out the charm. Sweet. We're going to give out Finijack Uranium. Z10 Legendary Finny uh, Chartreuse. It was a Peach Puff failed super coat. And the two Peach Puffs made a Chartreuse horse. So I thought that was very cool. Huh. Chartreuse is a fire color, dude. I like that color. Yeah. Yeah, it's hot. Okay. So, then, uh, so then my routine is basically just like I open my MetaMask. I make sure I wasn't hacked. Because I feel like one day I'm going to look and it's just going to say zero and that's going to be game over. And I'm going to be like, well, it was a good run. Um, I basically like it depends if there's a tournament up. Sometimes if tournaments are up, I'll just run some races real quick. Um, I usually like go for a run, get my head, get my head good, uh, come back. Um, I'm big on like helping people do deals so like i've i've just always been i try to be like a good diplomat i try to be like a good deal maker and i have a lot of partners i have a lot of friends so like sometimes they need help finishing deals or completing deals like i usually help people do that or help people get new horses um i spend a lot of time scheming about the wheel of deals and what kind of dastardly tricks i can put in the wheel and some good prizes in there too uh yeah, but breed, I would say probably breeding, being a full-time breeding probably takes up the most time. And studying and being able is my studying be, is effective right now? Like, is it hot? Is it popping off the shelf? Is it not? I have, like, five Z2 Jenny or, you know, 10, like, Z3 Jenny. Like, you don't just want to throw them all out at the same time. Like, you kind of want to test the waters, you know, get some feedback. Is it selling? Did one of them go? Um, and then price the other ones out accordingly and kind of lay them out, uh, disperse them across the week. So, yeah. Do you have a set-in-stone breeding plan? Are you using the blood tool? Like, how do you go about breeding? And choosing what horse to breed with. Yeah, I thought about using the blood tool. I don't have it. Um, I don't think I'm going to get it just because I want to do it my way. So that's what it's going to be. Um, but to his credit, it looks like he did pretty good in the maiden. So, um, yeah. I, uh, I was primarily breeding mirror breeding. So if you had a Z1, you breed with a Z1. You had a Z2, you breed with a Z2. Um, and I got some pretty good, I got some pretty good offspring out that in my last batch. Um, but I also I'm big on failed super coats. I don't care what the haters say, the super goes somewhere. Okay. And uh 
I think it goes into racing or breeding potentially. Okay. But um, so I'll breed, I'll smash a lot of like Z5 Peach Puffs together, make a lot of Z10 Legendary Finnies. I'll smash a lot of Powder Blues together, like Z2, Z3, Z1, go for Powder Blue Failed Supercoats. Um, lately, I've branched out more and I've tried to experiment like, you know, a Z10 with a Z1, something like that. Um, but I mainly stick to the Genesis and Legendary level because I have so many horses, it doesn't really... I don't really need to play in the other exclusive elite level. Um, not saying there's anything wrong with that. Um, I actually did manage to snag a couple of really good elite horses. So my faith is restored in elite now. Okay. But yeah. What's your most unexpected, like good racehorse that you bred? Like you, you put these two horses together, not expecting much and you got something really good out of it. Do you have a story like that? Um, what a save was like tremendously good it wasn't really made from you know crap or anything it had like the mom was like 50 percent win with like two races and no the dad was and then the mom was adam smasher who's like an okay class three horse but what a save was maybe my best horse like uh 1400 meter 1200 meter it's nasty it cleans up so that was kind of unexpected i'm trying to think of other ones um I've heard about what a save. Uh, it's a class one horse though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you catch him in the high stakes showdown. All right, all right. Yeah. So you were on the high yeah. stakes showdown last week or you're going on this week? Both. Okay. Yeah. So I had a I had a rough week last week, so thirds don't count for anything. I had four podiums, which is not bad. I had two seconds and I had two thirds. But just getting beat by a nose, man. You get that second place instead, that's tough stuff. And it's obviously like the nastiest stables, you know. Freaking doofy GVG, not dumb kicking my butt. So <laughs> he uh yeah, he's doing big things. Um, but I'll be there this weekend to get my revenge. So I'm having roasted duck and I want Doofy to know it. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Ducky Mallon. Okay. Yeah. That's you. right. So how how much was the buy-in last week and is it the same this week or higher? Uh, I think it's $200 a race, but I think the distribution, I don't, to be honest, I don't completely know. The distribution, I think more of it goes to first than second. So it's not like half and half. It's like, uh, I think 75% goes to first and 25% goes to second. Gotcha. Yeah. So you, you kind of touched on it with Wheel of Deals. How did you come up with Wheel of Deals and how are you, like, I'm sitting here looking, I'm like, okay, he's got the wheel, he's got a spreadsheet. Like, how did you come up with all this stuff, bro? Um, wheel of deals is just me and Tish. We wanted to give the people something on Wednesday. And, um, we were just trying to come up with like a, either a late night show or like a game show. And we, I have horses I want to give away as it is. So we just came up with the wheel of deals and yeah, then we ran it for charity. So it racked up 600 bucks for charity. And the cool thing about the wheel I'm realizing is like, if we have a show every Wednesday night and people like come check it out, you know, we kind of have advertising space. So like you could put something on the wheel that is like, say the red village or like, you know, even just more local, like a bot lady raffle or like uh, something like that or a Van Gogh tea. Um, putting these types of things on the wheel, I think would be interesting to, to bring the community back into it too. 
That yeah, that would be really cool because everybody everybody in Zed already knows about all these people and the projects that they have. So it and it would be cool for them to kind of get like a little bit of marketing around their stuff too. Yeah, talk about the project like once a week, every Wednesday. Just like you know, here's the up, here's the three for the week. Yeah, the question is, do we make that spot on the wheel bankable, or you have to take it or walk away? Mm. I think it might have to be bankable. Mm -hmm. Like you pick up those raffle tickets, you pick up that Van Gogh regardless. Yeah, as you keep going. So like once you get to the final wheel. So for anybody that doesn't know about Wheel of Deals, can you tell us about what it is, how it works, and the process? Yeah, so I'd love to. So you have to beat us in a race, usually a Griffey, but sometimes a paid race. And if you do beat us and win the race, you get to come play Wheel of Deals. For fabulous prizes somebody walked away with a z4 knock a philly the other day it was zombie boy um we had two people last night walk away with three horses i think uh each you know so that was pretty crazy but basically you start off on wheel one there's some good prizes on there they're mostly like buterins some finnies on there you could get game over you spin, you either survive, you can take the horse, or you can go on to wheel two. If you go on to wheel two, there's some better prizes now that you're talking some Sabos, some legendary finnies are in there. Um, also more game overs. And again, you can take the prize or you go home and you get to wheel three. You spin if you survive. And again, not everybody survives the wheel of deals. A lot of people go home because they spun too many times. If you get a horse there, you can take the horse and go on the happy man, or you can go to the final wheel, which is what some people did last night, and you can risk it all 50-50. You either go bankrupt, you go home in front of everybody, or you get all the horses you won. So it's a, it's a pretty good time, and some people can really, really get some good horses. I mean, there's a Z4 uh, legendary filly on there, too, right now, so... Shit. Not a bad word to walk away with. Not bad at all. Did you ever see yourself becoming a, a, a Twitch streamer or a content creator? No, I always thought it was dumb. <laughs> I always thought it was dumb, but, like, I don't think that now. So What changed your mind? <laughs> um, I, like, I would have never done it for anything other than Zed. Like, I, I never streamed anything, you know. It was... It was Zed and, and the community and the, the vision and the gameplay and my role. Like, it's sick, dude. In this virtual world, like, I'm a mogul of a horse empire. Like, fuck yeah, bro. Like, let's go, you know. Um, I want to live in that world, like, a lot of the time. And it's great. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. You like it? What were some of, did you have like any mental hurdles? Cause I'll speak for like me personally. Like I, my, like now I don't really give a damn, but like I used to always care about being judged by my friends or just, just, you know, like everybody else's opinion. Did you have any of those mental hurdles and how'd you get over those? So the very first pony plug stream, if I don't know if it's out there or not, but I have my lights off and I had Christmas lights in the back, kind of like how you do right now, but but it was like way darker it's like you couldn't see um i don't know why i just like i i was too i just didn't feel right and so 
I don't know the second episode though I turned my lights on but that was my big boy step <laughs> yeah is it just normal now you feel comfortable doing it and just engaging with the people yeah I look forward to it like I used to get pretty nervous and stuff before shows even but um we just do it all the time now and I think that's the key to it is like you just keep throwing yourself at it and uh yeah I just try and I try and make sure that it's going to be like a fulfilling experience I try and add something to it every time that may maybe you wouldn't expect or something with a little spice or something like that just to keep it lively yeah it's definitely fulfilling for like us as viewers because it's engaging you know like my buddy uh cory he had the z2 named golden turd i'm like nope don't race it don't race it yet take that shit on wheelie deals and race against lucky jack <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> and so golden Glow, he's like this is my first horse and i'm just sitting back in the chat cracking up i'm like if this horse doesn't win dude that sucks and his horse didn't win like it lost that griffy yeah. too but oh, I was like, no. go see Lucky Jacks. And I was that was the one yeah. that sat forever because he tossed his Z2 in and then it sat at 11 out of 12 for like. Oh, yeah. 30 oh, minutes. that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's no better time. If you're going to run a Griffey, there's no better time than to do it for our stream because you could win not only a horse, but if that horse that you win, you put that in another Griffey. You could win another horse, and it happens, bro. It happens almost every week. And then yeah, a dividends. I've always heard about it. Like you do it on, uh, when you were on stable duels, right? You would do it before the stable duels. Yeah, that first race is always a Griffey, so I always made that a dividends Griffey. That just means it's eligible for you know the prizes and. Usually, like with a like a veteran or, or a finny or something or you win the right to play wheel of deals so it just kind of depends on the scenario we're in but if if you're you could either take that horse and walk away like right away or wheel of deals like i said you could get a knock legendary like it's pretty crazy so that is pretty crazy so let's uh let's do the giveaway i'm gonna go and do a little raffle picker right here on the screen uh, go for it and that big happy you could represent yeah bro i'll I'll, I'll explain like so i'm sitting here I'm, I'm waiting for that race all day you know like zed saying hey this redwood city classic they actually didn't say anything they kind of just like announced um this is it's on this date but they didn't say time or anything like that so i'm sitting just waiting uh for this race to pop up and i'm watching naruto versus all so it's like they're drinking stream so i like i got a little glass of whiskey whatever i'm chilling and i'm like bro this race isn't popping up i'm just getting tired so you know what i'm gonna go lay down in bed so i'm laying down in bed <laughs> and i'm just scrolling through discord and i see someone say yo what's up with that fat prize pool in class one i'm like what I hopped up so damn fast, dude, <laughs> and jumped in that race. Like, I had $3,000 because I won the $500 buy-in at 1,600 yeah. meters. So I was like, fuck it. I beat Crimson Chin. I beat the best of the best at 1,000 meters. I just need to get a good side of variance, and I was on the wrong side, you know? Yeah, that's tough, dude. I would have loved to throw Pikachu in that race. Pikachu loves the 1,000 meter, and I, I had this feeling, like, once I realized, oh, shit, I missed the race, and Pikachu could have been in there. I was like, I know Pikachu's next race is going to be a first, and it was a first. Uh, yeah. So when – uh, Is Pikachu a U-shaped so. horse? Um, 
at, so Pikachu at the thousand is better than a U. It's more of a lean. It's more of a left leaning, I think. Um, but it, it tends to look more U throughout the other distances. So when you have a U-shaped horse, how do you go about like uh, racing that horse? Do you think, okay, I have a bunch of ones through thirds. Let me go small money so I can get my twelves out of the way. How do you go about racing a U-shaped horse? to where you can maximize profitability to maximize profitability um i would just race it in big money but if you're talking about maximizing like the record i would do the opposite i would do little money just to try and get a good looking record which is normally what i'm more concerned with with my newer horses if i am running horses um there are horses that i throw straight into like class one and just see if they can hang because i don't really want to mess around with all the in between i want to know like right away so um, but yeah, if you're a, you already, I think the big money, it would just be the way to, like, I wouldn't want to miss out a victory and, and have it wasted on a small money. When I know it's a freaking you, it's probably going to be just the same on a big money. Right. Exactly. All right. So I tried to do a Twitter picker like random and I couldn't do it. So I'm here looking at the screen. So we got, I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, five, six. And num- I'm going to give you six numbers and, uh, you pick two numbers one through six and those will be the two people that won okay i'm gonna pick one and six one is dork love sports so uh let me write these down do you want me to just have them dm you yeah okay uh dork loves sports he's got a uh, a penguin as his uh profile picture he's number one. Oh, good all and good then, and don't discriminate against penguins. Number six is <laughs> two, three, four, five, six is East Coast Stables. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like there was this idea too, just to go back to gameplay more. Um there was talk of super coats, but there was talk of two super coats making uh Ultra coat, hmm. two ultra coats making a master coat. Like if you could, like if you paired them together, yeah. Like if you had a super coat breed with another super coat and it got the flip, it would be an ultra coat, and then you could do it again and have a master coat, which would just make breeding the colors like even crazier. And it would make people like even if that horse isn't a good racer, that horse is still going to get bred with any every month. So then that makes a, a market for the super coats, right? Because you yeah. necessarily don't have to race them. You can just have a super coat breed with another super coat and hope for that master coat. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be sweet. And it wouldn't cost them anything. Wouldn't cost them anything. Just a little change you could make in the game. And the other thing was maybe you have two super coats breed together. And they can, if you win like a 1% chance or something, you can make a new color. Like, I think that would be so dope if these are the original colors, like the Genesis colors, but there's the potential to have new colors and like you could name a color. You know, you could name something like Diamonds Blue or mm. something like that. Mm. Like, and, and that would just be so sweet. It puts your own stamp in the game. Like, it lets you cook up in the kitchen. It's too hot. It's too fresh. So you what what is like what is it about the colors? Is is it just that nobody else seems to respect the color market right now? Is that why you're going there? Well, the color market only really 
matters in terms of genesis in terms of like z1 through z5 because the supply is so low so again you're talking about a couple dozen of a color like there's only 20 peach puffs before z5 for example like that's so low the supply is so low and it being a super rare genesis that definitely has a huge it, look maybe i didn't say this but i've been here from the beginning and like rarity has always been the number one factor in the bigger deals in the bigger deals that went on when people were buying the super rares it was always a factor and it always got a huge premium i mean i'd so another deal that i was doing um this summer was for 500 e and it was with one of my partners and it was 12 z1s four super rares basically the valuation of the super rares was 200k a pop for a z1 that's more than billions i don't know if people really realize the rarity game is real like when the big money comes in it's as real as it gets so um that's why i'm so big on it but like for offspring and stuff it doesn't necessarily the supply is theoretically infinite of of that color of an, uh, having the color in an offspring like you can just make as many as you want but in the genesis it's extremely limited yeah it's uh because they're not making any more of the genesis right so it's always going to be that limited color within that category of horses right it's interesting right. bro i think um I think you, I, well, I, first of all, I thank you very much for keeping the game alive to where I could even get to the point to where uh, I could buy a horse like Diamond. So I think people like you, <laughs> King Beavershot, all the OGs, I think you guys just did a great service by keeping the game alive and keeping it fun. Like, you're still keeping it fun with, with uh, Wheel of Deals, and I'm sure you're going to cook up something else to where you'll have, like, a Price is Right <laughs> show or something. So I'm excited <laughs> for the future. Are you Are you – do you stream mostly pony plug or are you planning doing like just uh, a lucky jacks channel i'm i'm mostly doing pony plug the only time i stream on my own is if like they can't do it or they cancel and i still want to do a stream but most of the time i'm i'm running with pony plug on friday nights on uh on wednesday nights for wheel deals and i was crushing it on stable duels bro i wanted to make it long enough to face you for this interview so we could have the duel and then the interview in yep. the same week that's what i wanted but uh it didn't happen so gvg crushed my dreams there but i do still have the record how long were you up there four weeks damn dude and who'd you take yeah. down uh nowhere close um two fools in their moolah um no horses east um, trying to think who oh oh the british kids uh zombie boy and uh bob ward racing Award yeah racing. the bo i got bodies everywhere I'm, I'm... so what do you what do you want to see for the future of zed where do you where do you want to th see things go from here um like I said, I think the gameplay is the most important thing, but I like the DeFi aspects. Like I would have loved to put my peach puffs in a DAO and have people buy slices of the pie. Um, 
I mean, I, I could create little, little stables of runners for people to rent out. Like I really like the DeFi angle. I like DeFi in general, but especially for the horses, I think these horses could be the first real, maybe like NFTs that you could put in, like maybe you could stake or, or you could get a loan out on, you know, get collateral. Like I think it could be pretty transformative. And I think that's only like a year or two away. So do you see Zed having a Axie Infinity type model to where we can rent out our horses and a stable like you with 470 horses? A lot of horses you won't be able to race. Do you think we're going to have something to where you could have like a scholarship to where people are going to race for you and then they get X amount of profits? Bro, I hope so because I, I need stable boys today. Like I can't race all my horses. Like I want somebody – somebody or just partner with somebody where they can enter my horse to turn them smartly for me because I have an issue reading all the rules and not and racing a red amount of times and like um, um yeah I like to say 20 or 30 races you know the big picture like hey this is a 1600 meter we're like great but now we know exactly what we have special attention um it's very tough to do it with this number of horses and I like like I said if people are out there let me know because uh, uh, maybe maybe lease out some of these horses just for people to explore the game with as it is. Okay, I kind it kind of cut out at in the middle, but I ho I heard uh, just lease out horses for free for people just to kind of experience the game. It, you would give people that option. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I think one of the worst things that could happen is. You have somebody who's new and excited coming to the game and their first horse sucks and it just completely sucks and their second horse sucks and maybe their third horse sucks. Most horses suck. That's the facts. So I think maybe some something in place that would like at least get them into the game, get the sensation of a, a win. I think I think you're your Z experience doesn't really start until you get your first win. I think that's probably the moment most people are like, Oh, I'm definitely going to do this again. Or like, this isn't really for me. And if you don't ever get one, like that sucks. Yeah, it definitely does suck. And yeah, that first win is like, gives you that hope. Even pulling flames now, like even just pulling flames before a race, it's like, okay, I know I potentially have some, but once you get that first win, it's like, all right, we're rocking, we're rolling. Yeah. Someone in chat said, I'd love to breed with Peter Parker, LJ. Now, I thought I read that wrong. I thought he said, I'd love to breed with Peter Parker, MJ, or something like that. So I thought he was making like a Spider-Man reference or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. No, Peter Parker is a Z5 Zabo, powder blue. Um, definitely. Yeah. Get in touch. Hit me up on the DMs. I'll get you that horse. Okay, Lucky. Where can people contact you at and catch your content at? Um, so mainly just watch the pony plug. I'll be on there. Um, my my Twitch is Lucky Jack seventy seven, 
And my Twitter is at Lucky Jackamoto. Uh, I think that's, yeah, I think that's, every, and Discord is probably the best place to hit me up. Last question. How'd you come up with Lucky Jacks? Where'd you get that name from? I thought you were going to ask you this first. <laughs> I, <might laughs> I probably should have. I probably should have. My, my answer was so ready. Um, so the lucky part, like, is is a reminder to me that I'm, like, I'm very lucky and to just be in the state of life that I'm in. It wasn't always this way. And to try and not forget every day that we are very lucky. Um, yeah. And then just to be grateful for that. And I think when you feel that way, you're more likely to have abundance and bounty. Um, I think when you have your gratitude right, it will come. So, and then the Jack part, that's just what my friends call me. I'll never reveal my true name, but uh, that's part of the reason I love this space so much is you can still have that, um, that privacy. So I, I really respect that. But my friends call me Jack, so that's where Jack comes from. Cool, man. And then uh, Ben Morgan asked if he can DM you. I'm pretty sure that your DMs are yeah. open. To... Wide open, bro. Okay, cool. So, yeah, Ben Morgan, hit up D uh, Lucky Jacks on Twitter, at Lucky Jackamoto. And Lucky Jacks, like I said before, thank you so much for keeping the game alive, bro. Thank you for being you. Thank you for giving away so much horses and just being a great, like, hospitable person. It's it's awesome to see. Thanks, man. I love your show. Keep doing what you're doing. We'll have to link up. We'll have to get you on Wheel of Deals sometime. But um, yeah, keep uh, keep asking great questions and and you know getting these good discussions. It's very important. Yes, sir. So continue, continue to do it. I'll come smoke you in a Griffey soon. So I'll see you. <laughs> yeah, get those dividends, bro. Let's go. Let's go, bro. Thank you for the yeah. great conversation. Uh, Dork Love Sports and East Coast Zed might hit you up for the giveaway. I thank mm -hmm. you so much for doing a giveaway on my show. I'm very much appreciative. Yeah, of course, you, bro. Man. Yeah, of course. Have a good day, bro. Thank you so much. Peace, man.